What's up, everybody, and welcome to the To The, the Wheels Fall Out podcast. I am your host, Candace, also known as Spice from Spice Life TV. And this is my beautiful husband and co-host, Creed. How you doing, baby? I'm good. How y'all doing? I'm Creed, and it's the podcast where we discuss relationships and reentry, particularly as it pertains to incarcerated individuals and their And families. why is that, babe? Because, babe, I did 23 years in prison, and the whole time you was there with me. Mm-hmm. 23 years in prison for a crime I didn't commit. You were there with me, and the whole time we fought for love and we fought for justice. We fought for our right to be there and be here right now, and we won. And we won. So we want to talk to y'all about it. That's right. This is a journey of black love, and we will, we are going to do this until the wheels fall off, and we just want y'all to come along with us. You know? So let's go. Let's roll. All right, so we're going to continue this on. If you guys have seen our first part of the episode, we were talking about... Uh, Extended family visits, also known as trailers, also known as EFEs. We're going to continue that conversation. But in order to do that, we're going to just make this a whole second episode for you. Mm-hmm. So to do that, we always start off with our segments. And today we're going to start off with the highlight and heartbreak segment. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm going to start since you started last time. Okay. I'm going to start with the highlight. That This is something I'm learning about myself. And I'm just, I'm going to say it because I've... I'm learning to uh, put titles to things so that I can accept that I am those things. Okay. Now, I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, but I recently started a cake decorating business where I started Candy Got Cakes and Things. Candy Got Cakes. 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 That she do. All right. So I started doing the cake decorating thing, and it was something that I just started to do Um during the pandemic, I have actually always wanted to learn how to decorate cakes. But during the pandemic, it was like, okay, I have this time. Let me go ahead and start doing it. And it just became, it was a hobby that I was doing for friends and f- friends. And then, or I'm sorry, for family. And then friends started saying like, hey, can I buy your cakes? And when that started happening, it was like, oh, maybe I have a business here. But one of the things that I will say that I've learned about myself that I never thought I was. I never ever gave myself the title of being a creative or an artist. I never ever thought that that was me. And now, I mean, it's still weird to put that title on me, but when I look at my cakes and I look at my decorations and I look at my creations, that's exactly what your girl is. I am an artist. You didn't know? No. Why you didn't know? I never, ever saw myself like that. Like, to me, an artist always had a certain... They just could do art in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And they were very creative. Like, things would just come to them in, in ways that I just never thought I had. And even when I started decorating my cakes and people were like, oh, my God, you're so good at it. I... I I learned or I realized that I make a lot of excuses as to why I'm good at something. I diminish it. Oh, I just, oh, I just practice or, oh, I just learned this. Instead of being like, hell yeah, I'm good at this. Mm -hmm. I just taught myself how to do this from just watching TikTok videos Mm -hmm. in less than six months. And now I'm making these cakes and selling these cakes, started a whole business. And look at your girl. Like, I'm not good at that yet, but I'm about to be. Like that, babe. I'm about to start really up in my up in myself because I do a lot of really great things and a lot of cool things but I haven't acknowledged that or realized that they're cool mm-hmm. so I need to just like really realize how dope I am you do <laughs> 100% own that because the thing is an artist is somebody who they have a space to create and they just take advantage of it that's mm-hmm. all and that's all you're doing you're mm-hmm. in a space you're creating 
you taking advantage of the moment to be, make these cakes. And the thing is, your cakes have the same effect that a nice portrait does somebody like somebody's like man that's nice makes them mm -hmm. feel a certain way you know and every single time you have presented a cake to somebody you've always been nervous about what they're gonna think about with your cake and every single time they'd be like this is dope it looks dope Except it tastes for one. bomb there's only been one time where i did not feel good about my cake any other time every other time though it's been like heck yeah mm -hmm. i did that yeah and i also see the improvement every time and my confidence improves every time and i'm starting to try different things different techniques that i just never thought i could do i don't mm -hmm. know i'm just it's kind of cool to be 42 and realize like you still got new tricks mm -hmm. you can tr teach that dog some new tricks you is talented you is talented you is smart you is kind the thing black is i see it smart a hundred percent black 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 and smart but when i see those type of cakes because just make specialty cakes so when I see those, for some reason, I don't see them as, like, tasting good. They just look good. Oh. Your cakes is soft. <laughs> taste bomb. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you when you go past a window and you see somebody that makes those cakes, like a store or a bakery mm -hmm. or something, and you be like, yeah, it looks it's a nice-looking cake, but do it taste good? Mm -hmm. And it probably does. I'm just saying, in my mind, I'm always thinking, like, it probably don't even taste good. Your cakes is soft, moist. Oh, thanks, babe. Hella, hella bomb. If you say it's it's buttercream, something buttercream is buttercream. Like it tastes like it. If it got some strawberry filling, you you t like it's it literally whatever you say the flavor is. I I taste that in the cake. That's good. Yeah, a lot. I mean, I seen people take make a, a a yellow cake with chocolate frosting, and it don't taste like either one of them things. Like seriously. Well, I think you know I appreciate doing. that because the I've never been a baker, never enjoyed baking because you have to measure, and I'm a cook. I just throw things in a pot. Um, so baking is it's a new it's a new thing for me, and I I don't necessarily enjoy the baking part. The cake, I'm not the baker that you come to because I've put all this in, uh, effort in making these new flavors. Mm -hmm. Like that's not my thing. My thing is making the damn thing look good. I mm -hmm. want it to be pretty. I want it to look. <gasps> That's what I want. And yeah, I, yeah. I want it to taste good, too, but the look is what I'm going for. But here's the thing, though. They, I, I, I feel like you're not just the artist in that. The fact that you artistically present them in videos the way you do. Oh, you thanks. You know what I'm saying? That's another part of I creation. Know. See, I don't, I, and as much as I like doing the videos and stuff, I never pop, thought of that as being like an art, artsy kind of a thing. You're creating. Yeah. And literally from scratch. Like your list. All these things I've told myself I'm not because either someone else has told me I wasn't or I just didn't fit that. And now I'm just like, girl, yes, you are. You are that girl. Mm -hmm. And to be this big, big age and realize you finally realize you were that girl. I, I love it because I, that just means like, what else am I? Let's find out. Told you, baby. <laughs> it all evens out. Like how you, you taking your talents and you're using them. Mm -hmm. I really do. What about you? You got a heartbreak highlight? I mean, mine is, I don't think it's going to be big to anybody else, honestly, but <clears throat> um, so we had a three day weekend here recently and like, I got to like paint my bar area mm. and it was something that was like totally unplanned. So I got, I got a man cave at home. And so then my man cave, there's a bar area and I've been neglecting for two years <laughs> to paint that area and get it right, right. And so then we were just talking, I think, on Saturday or Sunday night, like, do we still got the paint? We need to go get some and get that done. Maybe that's something we could do this weekend. I happened to look. 
we bought the paint so long ago we forgot that we bought a whole gallon of that damn paint yeah so boom i bust out the paint and i just start painting doing my thing and you know there's a lot of how stuff renovations in our house that i have done and whatnot but uh this one for some reason was just like special mm -hmm. i think it's because it's a it's in my space i never had a bar in my space before um i got it a sign finishes it off Huh? It kind of just finishes off the room. It really does. Mm -hmm. I got a sign that indicates that it's Creed's man cave. You know what I'm saying? I bought my mom baby. I got and it for Christmas. That's how long he's had the sign, and the sign just got up. It's August. It's <laughs> September. September. Woo! <laughs> brother been busy, though. But, uh, yeah, just to be able to take advantage of that time and do something for us and our, our space and our, you know, it, it was just fun for me. And I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, while I was doing it, well, you were asleep. A lot of time I was doing it. Whatever, was, dude. You were sleeping. You was out. Nah. It didn't really help to the end. I but <laughs> no, nah, I was playing. <laughs> but while I was doing it, I, I never got tired. I never got No, like, you didn't. I just, I was just like, this is, this is a different feeling. Mm -hmm. And it just felt good. And I think, uh, I'm not saying I'm about to be doing all the damn house projects immediately like that, but I'm telling you, right? It just felt different, mm -hmm. you know, and I think I needed I mean, made me realize I need to take more time to do stuff around the house because it's it's being productive, but it also is doing something for us. And it makes me feel real good. Yeah. And that's kind of like a part of me that I opened up. I didn't even realize because mm -hmm. a lot of renovations I did. I did with my boy. Me and Rail renovated our basement together. It's my guy that I was I was incarcerated with when I came home. When I first came home, I was still on paper and all that. And he came over to the house and helped me renovate the, the basement but I did it with somebody this was like my own little mm -hmm. little thing y'all be like man it's just paint like you know what's it, what's it about that you put some paint where it ain't that's all you have to do but it's, it was different like the, it was different for me it was like yeah this is this is dope you know and I didn't get tired and I made it and it looks good it does look really it's good it's not all the way finished but it's the the big part is done and that that was like a highlight for me you yeah. know because I, I, I didn't feel like I was working all week try to get some rest on the weekend back to it it was like i did something productive for us and at the same time made me feel good honestly so that, that three-day weekend really helps me realize how much i'm more excited to grind so that we can make that a a tradition or not a tradition a staple in our lives because you know i don't i know if we've shared but our goal is to make our life our income our career around this life that we've lived mm -hmm. um and having the flexibility to be able to work with you, create with you, and then have time where we can literally process and think about what we want to do next so we can be proactive instead of always reactive. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I want for our life. I don't, I don't want it. I want every day for us to be able to wake up and decide what we're going to do with our day that day. For like, sure. we might know these are the things that we need to get done, but working with you and being around you it just does something for me. Like, I, I feel like I just, I get better. Like, it's like a, um, you know, on the video games when they're like playing and they're ha they're trying to like, tr trying to run and get the, like the mushroom or something because they need to get da -da 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 -da, like bigger. Mm. It's like being around you just gives me more stability, more structure, more like, oh, baby, like, dope. I just feel thank like you. I'm getting bigger, like going up. Does that I make sense? I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, no, I thank really you. Do. I mean, you make you, you you make me feel the same way. I just never had. I don't think I've ever had anybody express it to me like that before. 
So thank you. Well, you're welcome. That's, uh, it, it was dope. It was a dope weekend. We didn't do nothing. We was there from Friday until, and our cars, neither one of our cars moved until Sunday night. I gotta say, one of my heartbreaks, which is also kind of a highlight. I don't, I don't know if I've shared too much on this platform, but if you've been on my Instagram and all that stuff, y'all know I've been dealing with the perimenopause. Oh, Perry. He had been dealing, just wearing your girl out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for months. And so recently, there I've just tried some a, a new kind of remedy. And I have been getting some of the best sleep. I have not had to wear my neck fan. I'm not burning up all the time. Like, my temperature is regulated. I'm not hot and cold at the same time. Like, dealing with those perimenopause symptoms is not for the week and i have been dealing with it for over two years and finally having some relief it has just changed my whole i love it babe. disposition i love it it has <laughs> i just it's, feel i just feel better mm-hmm. all over like there's a, I, i've i've literally been having a conversation with you and you've been like Hold on, let me go grab some tissue real quick. Come right back and you like drenched in sweat. Drenched. Your neck, forehead, everything. And I'll be like, what? What's going on? And then you'll be like, I'll be standing in front in the kitchen in front of the fan or something. You'll be like, give me the fan, give me the fan. And I'll be like, what's going on? And then you'll be like, hot flash. I'll be like, oh. Like, I can't. It, they come over you and I literally, you feel like you're going to pass out, but you can't do anything until you get that under control. I can't have a conversation. I can't think. The words are hot coming out of my, just coming out of my brain, the words be hot. Mm-hmm. It's just something that I cannot explain unless you've been through it. I feel so much better. That's so much better. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Any other Congratulations. No, no, I don't have any heartbreaks, but uh, heartbreaks and um, highlights. Mm-hmm. I mean, just stay tuned. I think some things might be coming around the pike. I do too. You know? I do so too. So we'll see. All right. Well, we're going to do in our ice grill segment. And so this question kind of leads into what we were talking about before. And this question was, did you ever have phone sex and were you afraid of it being recorded? So I think you guys heard me, you heard the video of us talking about the guard that was recorded on t- camera and tape um, doing phone sex with the inmate mm-hmm. and they caught her. And I was squealing because I was so embarrassed for her because they played it back for her with her right there and she's having to listen. One thing that took me so long to get over was the fact that those phones were recorded mm-hmm. and that was a big... Which they let you know before every phone call, before so they don't forget phone it. Call. So you, yeah, you can't forget it. And I mean, I was a square. I'm, I'm still a square, but I was very much a square, very much just like super sheltered, super like, what? You want me to do what over what over what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you get over that. You grow up and things just need, you need things and then you just get over it and you make it happen. And then it just becomes a thing like if she's, if she or he is listening, they about to get a good ass show. They damn right. <laughs> they about to get a good show. So to answer your question, yes, we have phone sex. Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We did our thing, and and I, 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 I used to even tell you like, listen, I can't never run for office and nothing like that because they got me on, they got me on tape right now. <laughs> they gonna play this in my campaign or something like that if I wanted to run for office. But yeah, I mean, and the thing is, you don't never know who's listening, but you kind of have an idea based upon where certain guards work and whatnot. You'd be like, damn, they might have. They probably they heard that heard one. Us. And I mean, there was also times that I would feel like, did he 
here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> why is he looking at me so much? Yeah. Or why is he looking at this tape? Did he hear us last night? I mean, there's always that paranoia sometimes. Well, I'm I'm always worried about it because I know people heard me because in prison <laughs> the phones is right next to each other, right? So if I Usually there's three or four phones. That's crazy that you are. I feel so crunchy. It's like three or four phones, right? So you have three or four phones on this side, and then three or four phones on the back on the back side of those phones. I always try to get an end phone, so I only had one person on the side of me, and I can do this. But you know, as well as I do, the phones be crowded. Yeah. So you take whatever phone you can get. So now I'm sandwiching between two people. <laughs> I'm I'm sitting down the court. To the phone is only this long. From the phone to the receiver is only this long. I'm trying to bend over and talk to you so these cats can't hear me and have my little phone sex or whatever. And I'm over here basically pumping and sweating and grunting and all that shit on the phone. And I'm just like, you know, where in the world these cats? And I'd be so into it that I know they didn't hurt it because I didn't got louder. And you know me. That's what I do, right? Do I not get loud? So I'm dying. There's times where like I get off the phone and I be trying to act normal. I hang up the phone, I'd be like, Yup. What's up, bro? What's up? What y'all been doing? Like, what's up? Because I wanna know somebody gonna be like, nigga, what are you doing on the phone over there? Like But but at the same time I wouldn't go shy away from it. I'd let them know. Like, yeah. How many man. times did that happen? Did they call you out? No, nobody ever did. What? That doesn't mean nobody heard me. Oh no, no, no. Nah. Nah. <laughs> A little funny looking little partner. Which one? The short one. Yeah. Yeah. So he heard me one time. What did he so, say? No. So what happened was. <laughs> so one time we was at a phone sex, and what I didn't realize is, like, so Monroe was a little bit different. Monroe had the phones on the wall, and there was probably like two feet in between each one. And I, one particular night, we heard nobody on the phone. Mm-hmm. So that was also always a good thing either, because the focus is on you. Yeah. So I'm on the phone. I'm not realizing. That while I'm talking to you, I was sitting on the stool going like this. Man, I cannot. Oh my God. <laughs> this Negro, I, now mind you, I'm looking around and seeing there's nobody around, right? This fool gets off the phone a long time ago. He went and posted up over there. He was waiting for me when I got the phone. <laughs> so I'm walking towards him. I'm doing the same thing. What's up, bro? What you doing over here? Like, what's popping? He was like, what the fuck was you doing over there grinding on that goddamn seat? <laughs> I said, man, listen, I ain't seen baby in a couple months, man. Like, you know, it is what it is. My guy, he was like grinding shit out that big ass hunchback. He started imitating me like your head, your back was hunched and you, you was just... I, I said, oh my God. So we clown. He clown me on that. We laugh about that for a while, though. Oh my God. But shit, it's necessary. Sorry about that. <laughs> but it is what it is. So, yes. Yes. We had phone sex a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, hopefully, that answers your question. <laughs> Get myself together. Okay, so we're going to jump back in and continue on with part two of our original conversation about trailers and extended family visits. So if you stayed around for part one or haven't started part one, please go back, watch part one, and then now jump in for part two. For sure. Hope you enjoy. I get back to the unit, put all my stuff in my room, and um, yeah, use the bathroom again because nine out of ten, I still had to go and immediately call you and then before we get to that before you left trailer though tell the people 
how it felt when uh, Taylor was in it because we used to go through it. We would go through it. So the crazy thing is like day one, you're on cloud nine because you're just so excited and you're like, oh, we still got a whole full day to have to go. Thanks. Day one's great. Day night, day day the first evening, amazing because mm-hmm. you're sleeping in the bed with each other. The next morning is beautiful. You're waking up with each other and you're like getting to start the day together. Things you never get to do before. Making food, hanging out, watching movies, like doing everything that you just would do on a typical weekend with your your boo. It was about until I think it was that four o'clock count. Four or five o'clock. Yeah, every time. It just started to sink in that like, okay, this is winding down. And I remember... After that four or five o'clock, the whatever that account was that was later in the day or in the in the later afternoon, that was when it was started for me. But it wasn't until like that six o'clock, seven o'clock time when the sun would start to go down and you realize like, oh, this is the second night. Yeah. And then that means tomorrow it's over that yeah. like we both would just there would be these bouts of silence yeah. for a long time. And neither one of us. A lot of times I think we didn't want the other person to know that we were feeling that or thinking that and not realizing like, oh, no, we both ain't been talking for two hours now. Yeah. yeah. Just sitting with each other, like holding each other, just not talking because of the dread. The dread. And I honestly don't think that either one of us wanted to go back to the life we had because no. it was without it was without each other. Gosh, and that's what we were thinking about. A little bit. I know. Huh? Yeah, we, we would it would literally I'll be thinking, of Ugh. course, going back to being incarcerated, uh, going back inside and. She would think about like going home and to a probably empty house and and all that and it's just and we wouldn't see each other. Um, yeah, that was a lot, man. That was a lot. And so like the trailer would end on we go on the Friday, get out on the Sunday, and then when the earliest we could see each other was that following Friday, and yeah. it was like, damn, babe, I'm gonna miss you. It was um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a lot. That was um, that was uh, early on. I had to learn how to really learn how to flip my switch mm-hmm. remember i used to tell you like leaving him at visit was always hard especially like the first first few years was always so hard leaving visit it was kind of the same thing like the last two hours of visit you just got really sad because you knew it was time to leave and i think with um the efe that made that really hard for me because it was like um just moments of being normal and feeling normal and just having like this, the world weight just was off of me when I was with you there. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being such an escape for me because at the time, like when we first got started getting trailers, my life was really shitty. <laughs> I had mm-hmm. a lot going on. Um, my mom had just had died not too long. I mean, it had been a while, but I was dealing with a lot of the aftermath from that. Still with her, her death, my family, my dad, like all of that stuff. And so you became this escape for me in a lot of ways. Prison just became this escape. And when we started the EFVs, I just had realized like how much I hadn't been really hugged. I didn't get touched a lot in my regular life. And so then like having those moments of where you were just all over me and I could be all over you back and us just being able to like talk uninterrupted and having conversations where there was just nothing. There was no interruption. There was no phone. There was nobody else. There was no drama with my family. There was not none of the mess. Mm-hmm. It was just like such a safe place for me that I would get really sad about having to return to my life because it was lonely and it was just full of 
loneliness and a lot of sadness and not a lot of people I could trust and not a lot of people that I felt supported me or had my back. And I, just, I remember like not realizing how much I, I didn't have that until that very first trailer when we were having to leave. Mm-hmm. Then it was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I, I'm so alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm so real. alone and I'm so like, I didn't, I didn't realize it how deprived I was. That was like the beginning of me realizing that you're not getting, you're not, you're not around people that really are filling your cup. But I don't, I'm not knowing that then. Mm-hmm. It just was a beginning for a lot for me. Yeah, I, I get that. And that then, was a lot. And I think also, I think the same thing was going on with me because, you know, I didn't, I wasn't one to have like a lot of friends and whatnot, a lot of cats out that I let kick it with me. But it was glaringly obvious when I was with you at the trailer that I was with somebody real. And I was about to go back to all these fake suckerville ass cats. And it was just dawning sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And after spending time and being emotional with somebody and going back to what you have to do, I had to hit the switch, too. It was just a different type of switch. Um but yeah, it wasn't fun at all. Mm-mm. It wasn't fun leaving you at all. But we had to do it in order to go to the trailer. We had to we had to get over that little hump. And then tell them about the switch, like what you I did. I was just about to say, like I honestly think that that is one thing that I regret about prison a lot is that I got so good at flipping that switch that I think I turned off a lot of my emotion and a lot of my feelings about things because the switch for me was. Really, I used that to survive. It was like I gave myself so much time after a visit to feel the sadness of leaving you. And when I, when visits when that first started, when prison thing first started, it would literally send me into this like sadness for days where I couldn't do a lot. Like I would just fall into these depression, this depression, and my life was so chaotic that there was just no way for me to be able to do that. So it was like I had to learn how to be like, okay, as soon as you walk out these doors, you are sad and you feel bad about him. But as soon as that last prison door clanks behind you, whatever the last one is, if it's the one that, you know, whatever that last door is, that's when it's over with. You're not thinking about the trailer. You're not thinking about the visit. You are thinking about what is next to do because I had to literally just compartmentalize everything so rigidly to survive it mm-hmm. like it was it was a coping mechanism but now now that i've realized that like i don't have to live that way it's sorry, it it's a it's hard to let myself feel a lot which this is actually good this crying is good for me because mm-hmm. i would never let myself do that before i would stack and stack and push and push and push and a lot of times I think that that manifested itself in ways I didn't want it to and not positive things. But um, I got so good at flipping that switch that I became numb to a lot of different areas of feeling. And I just stopped feeling. And I'm still learning how to turn those pieces of feeling back on. Because it's not only just the like me having to protect myself because of our situation it was me having to protect myself because of the people out here that i was you know dealing with that Mm -hmm. i thought was like 
I had to have in my life and that I thought was supposed to be there for me and support me and love me and they're supposed to be family and they're supposed to do all these things. And when none of that was matching, it was like glaring, like you're by yourself out here. Mm -hmm. You are alone. If you don't do this, nobody's going to do it. If you don't get yourself together, you are going to fall flat on your face and there's not going to be anything because these people ain't trying to save you. Right. So, and like I had to learn how to save myself, which is not an award. You don't get an award for that. It just... Thinking about how hard I treated myself to try to to think that that was how I needed to survive, um, it just makes me sad because I did turn off a lot of of my, I think sometimes a lot of my soul because I I just couldn't deal with all of it, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of I didn't have real support. Let's just be real. I didn't have that. I was alone, and I didn't. I just thought that that was a protection and it was it got me through but I do see the lasting effects it's had on me now that mm-hmm. I'm trying to undo and and make lasting connections with people because it made it really easy for me to be like oh switch you a switch mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. could switch you <clears throat> off too and I just would switch 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 yeah and I would be done and never think of you or anything else again Mm-hmm. Of co- to people, I mean, that I would switch off. Like that's how good I got at flipping, flipping that switch. And now I'm, I'm realizing like people are necessary. The right people are mm-hmm. necessary, and I want to feel what I feel, and I want to be able to feel sad and alone. But the difference is now I have someone who can like help me feel less of that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I mean, listen, it doesn't it's matter what type of person you are. The defense mechanism you were speaking about earlier, it it can't. You understand people like it, it cannot involve emotion. It can't involve spirit. Like it's it's like a a soulless replacement that you do with yourself. You know to not feel what you need to feel to mm-hmm. get through these situations. And like you said, you end up doing it so easily, so effortlessly that it becomes second nature. Like I had to do it on, in, in a different way on my end. You know, it's like shut that down. You know, it might be one person you might let know, like, man, I love my baby, man. But everybody else don't aren't, aren't privy to that information, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I think, yeah, a lot of times you had to present yourself in a way that was a defense mechanism. But there wasn't a lot of soul, wasn't a lot of emotion behind it. It's just a lot of just uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you you just put stuff down and don't deal with it, you yeah. know. And um, then over time, that has to have an effect on you. Mm-hmm. And it did, you know. Um, and I'm sorry that I'm sorry I went through that because there's definitely a, cha- a trade off for getting the EFVs and stuff like this. Um, but yeah, it was. There would be times where there'd be ladies, you know, uh, most times we go to EFVs with another couple that we don't know or we never talk to, never even see really because they might be in a different unit or something. But one thing that was always in common is didn't matter who was leaving the visit, whether it was the mom, the sister, the girlfriend, the wife, whatever. Well, the wife, it couldn't have been the girlfriend. We all would sit in those vans or whatever we were in getting transported, and it was just always this heavy silence. Mm-hmm. And there'd been times where I'd have ladies that would reach over and, like, grab my hand. Because in that moment, like, you're just, I don't know you, but we are connected. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's why it's so hard when you don't have those relationships anymore. Because we literally went through hell together. And then you go through hell together and then now we don't even talk. Mm-hmm. Which is so interesting to me. But I mean, also, we I understand why. There's just something about anybody who's done this time, any any level of it, 
like you you just I will always have this understanding for you and an empathy for you and a level of respect for you because I just know what you went through. I know the emotions that it takes for you to do it. I know all of the just I know all of the things that it goes through. So it's 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 not an easy thing, but I was also so grateful that we were able to have that as part of our experience because we know couples that have been married years and still don't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't get the, the opportunity for those trailers. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's a, a, a human element to the trailer visit that <clears throat> I don't really think people take into account. I mean, don't get it twisted. I ain't no proof, so I know that I know what we talk about. We talk about going out there and about chicka wow wow, you know, getting some, right? But the human element and the emotional element is you literally, even if it's for 24, 48 hours, you get to just live like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I'd have done if I'd have done all this time and not been able to live like a normal person. I'd be, I'd be all right, but I'd be a little bit different. Well, also, too, I, I think that there it is doing the, some of those guys a disservice, too, because there there's a lot of those guys that are getting action and are going to get home, get to come home soon. And the fact that now you're going to send them home and never have given them an opportunity to just see how that is. Mm-hmm. You would think that you'd want to figure that out in there. You know you what I mean? Think. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, as well as I do, they didn't want us to have those things. And there's a, at the time we were doing time, there's only three states that had them. I think it's only two now. I think there's, I think it's still three, mm-hmm. but, um, here's the other thing though. Like I know I realized how much I was missing human connection. You know, I'm out here a single woman and I have friends and stuff and yeah, you hug your friend. They might hug you and stuff, but there's a different type of hug. And then to realize like, oh, I don't get hugged every day. Mm-hmm. I go weeks without being hugged because if I'm not seeing the friends that I'm hugging, who's hugging me? My family, we don't hug. Mm-hmm. So what? It was weird to to not get to, to notice that how much I'm not getting touched. So imagine and I'm out here free. So if you're not letting these men get that same opportunity to just feel human connection, mm-hmm. how are they supposed to do that Good out person. here? And why would you not want them to do it? Because that just makes you better. It makes them, it has a softness to them. And, a, you know, it makes you just more human when you are treated like a human. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the same right. thing. So I just don't understand why that's not more encouraged. Yeah, I mean, prison, you know, uh, prison focuses on punishment and nothing else. And so it's like you got guards up in there that's looking at you like, how you get to go? to a trailer after you did this out there not take yeah. into account this person is very different in order, in order to get the trailers you have to be you have to conduct yourself a certain way I'm not saying everybody does but for the most part people incarcerated cats make great strides to qualify for that mm-hmm. and that goes unnoticed by anybody that works there because the only thing they want to do is punish us and be like y'all should not have this in the first place that's that's hard to look at and deal with and see how they look at you and treat you during the whole process of just checking in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like they hoping you pop dirty for a UA, you know? They hoping you try to bring something out there you ain't supposed to or try to bring something back you ain't supposed to. They, they're loving that element of it. But, yeah, the human factor of it is mm-hmm. I think a lot of chunks of time that I spent with you in those trailers, it, it, it made me a better man do, on the inside. Mm-hmm. When I was in there and doing it, the stuff I was doing, I can't take credit for all of it. It was just, there was a part of me that wasn't going to lose that, but it was also a part of me that didn't want you to be disappointed in the way, you know what I'm saying? I was presenting myself every single day. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, that was that was huge. That was just huge. I wanted to make sure that every month, every two months, every three months, every, no matter where institution we was at, I was getting that touch, that feel to be able to. Because how many times did we just lay in the dark and just talk? Yeah. All night. All night. It wasn't even like it I wasn't even. I miss those. That I know. Too. It wasn't even a sex thing. Like we usually just talk TV off, complete dark, completely dark, mm-hmm. and just. Go all night. The next thing you know, it'll be three, four hours later. We'll be like, what? What time is it? We'd be starving. That would be what it was. Yeah, We'd be yeah. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone had to pee or something. But even now, like, when you first came home, remember, that was kind of like when we would get overwhelmed. We'd be like, you want to do trailer this weekend? Mm-hmm. So we'd, like, play trailer, which would mean we'd go down to the basement. How sad is that? But it's true. <laughs> we'd go down to the basement. We blew up the air mattress, put it in front of the TV like we would do in trailer, bring all the snacks and lay it around us. And we would just like camp, camp out downstairs because when he first got home, I think we both just got overwhelmed a lot. Mm. And we got overwhelmed with like how to be with each other and, and balance life. And even now, I think sometimes we spend a lot of we're together a lot but i don't feel like we get as much quality time like we did all the time at trailer because it was literally dedicated to just us there was nothing that could interrupt us i couldn't bring in a phone it was just you know regular tv there was no phone calls there's nothing yeah and we would just be there like literally refilling our cups for two days Mm -hmm. off of each other and talking and building and planning and and like now i'm home Sometimes when I do get a moment to sit down and be still, I'm thinking about work mm-hmm. or, you know, anything else I'm going through as far as being trying to reintegrate myself. I might be going through some some it's true. Yeah, something that happens. So, yeah, it's not like carefree. Just mm-hmm. get to just talk to you and just experience that. It's like we're always thinking about something else. So, yeah, you're right. Because we'll have nights where we, we were like the next morning we'll be like. I don't feel like we spent any time together, but we've been together. We've just been doing mine. Our minds have been doing other things Mm -hmm. separately. And Mm -hmm. we just have not had that like connection time, Mm -hmm. which I do sometimes miss the fact. I miss those elements of connection that prison required, like provided. And that was the only availability. Mm -hmm. Like you only could do it this way. And so it forced you to just get in there and really like make the best of it. Yeah. Parts of that I do miss. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Because even even though now I can see you whenever I want to, it was like I knew on Fridays I, it gave me something to look forward to. And I knew that, like, we were going to just have this dedicated time to each other. And, yeah, Fridays are great. We look forward to Fridays now. But now it's so easy for something else to come up and take the whole focus away from yeah. us. You know what I mean? True story, yeah. Ugh, yeah, that's a trip. And I'm not wishing that we can go back to trailer, no, but no, no. the moments that we had were precious, and they weren't coded by prison. Mm-mm. Like when we were together in those trailers, it was just me and you, and nobody else in the world. Those gates and bars didn't exist. Your family didn't exist. My family didn't exist. It was just us, mm-hmm. and we did a lot of planning for the future. We did a lot of talking about how we wanted this relationship to be when we got out. I think it served us really, really well. I do too. I do too because it kind of it to me it went along the same lines of what you always say what you do in prison what you do out we planned and planned and talked and talked and we just both put our hearts into it and Mm -hmm. those trailers we use those trailers to to like make the best use of that our time there was never a time that I never felt like all of his attention was on me I never had to compete with a video game when this man has not seen this brown naked body in how many days and then I'm gonna be competing over I 
wish I would. He, at one point, was like, okay, we need to get these finances together because I was having some issues with that. So he was like, let's print off your budget. Let's work out. Let's, like, do all these things. And I had a breakdown. Remember when I had the breakdown? I forgot about that. I was like, I can't not do this. I was like, this is my only happy Damn, moment. Man, and now you're going to come and bring all of this all money that. mess. That's crazy. And make me have to deal with this right now. And I was like, I was upset. I was like, this is, all I get is this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, it's like, I can't deal. do this with you. <laughs> but in those moments, in those moments, because that was a real moment. Because what happened? We came home. We tried to do budget. It was kind of like the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's overwhelming. But in those moments, mm-hmm. it get, it allowed it. This may sound very like a uh, primitive, but it allowed a man to be a man and a woman to be a woman in instances where we just don't get that. Like yeah. you don't, you don't, you didn't get to be wife twenty four seven. I didn't get to be husband. So little stuff that people take for granted, like just being able to go f- cook the meat on the open fire on a barbecue grill. You know, with the game plan and you in the kitchen or you chilling like that. That type of stuff it mattered a lot to me. That's why I used to be like. Hey, it's gonna be raining this weekend. You sure you want barbecue? I'm like, I don't care. Rain with charcoal covered up. I don't <laughs> care. Like, let's go because it was important. I knew how I was going to exist when I came home, and I just mm-hmm. didn't want to wait till I came home to start doing that. Do you remember, like, okay, so you know how I would knock out and be sleep right and mm-hmm. be so exhausted. One of the reasons I would knock out so hard is because when you're a single woman, you're you're always alert. You're always alert to your surroundings. You're always making sure that you're protected and that like you're just listening for yourself at least I was I was Mm. that was drilled into me when I was a kid from my dad and then Pookie was always like pay attention to your surroundings always know what's going on so like I didn't realize this until probably like the third or fourth one but I would fall asleep so hard like I would sleep hard and I realized that it was because I could finally just relax like I didn't have to hear what that noise was outside and then go investigate and make sure that I was safe I could just be sleep and he worry about everything else. Mm-hmm. Any sound that needed to be that was made or I knew they wasn't calling for me. So I didn't have to worry about the phone. I didn't have to worry about anything. It was like my my one place where I could be mm-hmm. responsibility free mm-hmm. to an extent and it was so beautiful. Yeah. Like I really began to look forward to those moments. Even though it took so much work to get to them, mm-hmm. like all the work up to it, but it was always so just so relaxing to just be like, I am just here with my man. That's all I got to do. That's it. That's that all I got to do for two days is feed him, him, and <laughs> have fun with him. Don't be putting no little thing over your mouth either when you. you we said food fun and food. Food fucking and fellowship. Fellowship. <laughs> 100%. The three Fs. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was dope. Because I remember I used to get on you and be like, babe, why we can't ever watch a movie without you going to sleep? I would be knocked. Because your but girl you was, was carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. Yeah, you was relaxed. <laughs> For the first time. I was having, I had, my life was a, a lot. And those would be the moments where I could just woo-saw. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, like, and this ain't no knock on, I don't feel like it's a knock on me, but there was, I used to feel like you was looking forward to trailer for more than just me. The fact that you didn't have to have your phone with you for mm-hmm. a couple of days and, you know, like basically mm-hmm. already covered this. But the fact that you had that phone with you, you didn't have to answer nobody. It was no job. It was no family. It was none of that. You were literally just there with me and you didn't have to do shit for two days. And the other reason, babe, is because I was there with you and you wanted me there. 
there was not a lot of spaces in my life that I felt wanted. I didn't felt feel like I was needed or wanted at all. And so that was one other area where it was like, I am supposed to be here. This man wants me here. There's I don't have to prove that I'm worthy of being here. I am I can come in here. I could have came in there with one gallon of milk and you would have thought that mm-hmm. that was going to be the best weekend ever. Mm-hmm. It was just me you wanted. Mm-hmm. And not just me for my body. Like you just wanted to be with me. And I didn't have a lot of I didn't have places in my life that made me feel like that. Yeah, that's 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 sad, but at the same time that's their fucking loss. That they didn't take advantage of the opportunity to have you around, the opportunity to, you know, engage with you and build with you. And I just made sure that every single second I got with you, I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. So We did. We had a good time. We did. So one of the things that I really loved when we were in trailer was, um, or except before trailer, the whole thing before trailer was planning the menu. That was one of the big things that we would do before we get to trailer. You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> We would plan this menu like weeks ahead because it would change a few times. Mm-hmm. But we'd have like a theme of the weekend. If it, <laughs> I'm thinking about that stupid ass list that I used to underline. Rough would, draft. <laughs> because we would come to trailer and every week I would do the list. And so I'd, put, I'd start off like the first week would be like, okay, rough draft. And then I'd be like, uh, you know, revised draft. Underline every word and three times. Final draft. On the final week, I'd write final draft and I'd underline final three times, and that would send him over the edge. Because you did it on pride. You know what the fuck he was doing. That would send him y'all, over the edge. Y'all don't even understand it now, but I'm telling you, it's it's annoying. It's petty. Yeah. Anyway, all I'm trying to do is make a menu for you. Whatever. The menu was so that would put we put so much effort into this menu because we'd break it down. We'd have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then snacks. And then, like, sweets. Those are separate categories. Drinks. And drinks. Always mandatory. was We always would have some ginger ale. Yep. And, like, orange juice. Some type of juice. And milk. Because this and man milk. loves to drink him some milk. Absolutely. <laughs> so we'd always have those three things on the list. Yeah, she was shook up. Um, so we'd always have the ginger ale and the milk and the juice mm-hmm. and I would also bring Kool-Aid that was the other thing they did bring Kool-Aid because they provided sugar and flour at the trailer and some of them pepper. they provided sugar and flour yeah so when the ones that they provide sugar and flour I would bring Kool-Aid because then I'd have then not that's less big jugs of juice I'd have to bring because mm-hmm. you have to bring everything you can't just run out to the store so if you just brought one little two pint of you know a pint of juice that's a done deal so I'm not, and I'm never knowing how much of whatever it is he's going to eat. And or I drink, drink big cups. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always big grab cups. the biggest cup. And the stuff that I'm buying for him is nothing I ever buy for me. I mm-hmm. don't eat like That's that. True. I don't drink like that. So it was literally like I would go to my cousin's house and be like, hey, here's all this junk for the kids. Or mm-hmm. I would just take it into my clients and be like, want some extra bread? Because I would just have all these extra things that I would never use. I mean, you I, brought worse. Burger patties, like steaks. Yes, yeah, like ribs. all types. Yeah, it was it was a lot of shit. It Mac was a lot and of cheese shit. from scratch. Didn't one time you Green took beans. a bunch of food that you cooked to work and like yeah. put it on the table like potluck I did, type thing? I, like, I mean, I would make every single meal. There was no plus. I love to cook and I love to cook for my man. So and it she was can like learn. this was like heaven. This was heaven for me. So anything he wanted. Remember the time I made the oxtails? 
Hell yeah. The oxtails with some braised beef in it, mm. and that was bomb. I made shrimp and grits. I think like, that might have been my birthday too. It might have been. We we there was nothing that we didn't eat out there. Yeah. And we'd have big breakfasts with Huh? True story. With pancakes and pork chops. <laughs> Fat. Fat. Fried and chicken cooking, and pork chops. Every single meal. Who needs to cook for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Oh, we did. And then like we I had so much food to bring home. Do you remember? The mandatory frying of a whole pack of bacon. Every time, because he needed a pack of bacon just left on the stove so he could just walk by and grab a couple pieces. I got to be able to graze with the bacon, so I'll fry it all up, put a it on the plate. Pack. And y'all know what I do. Bacon don't even got to be hot. You can just go grab a piece. <laughs> I'll bring her a piece, and every single time she'd be like, mm, no, babe, I right on time. Because I would be packing, and sometimes I'd be embarrassed because they'd come through my bag and be like, why are you? Why do you have three packs of bacon <laughs> for two days? And I tell you, we ate every single pack. We did. We did. We did. <laughs> and I wonder how come my, my blood pressure was so high every time I go to the doctor and they were trying to put me on blood pressure medicine. Because you ate three packs I'm of like, bacon I work and a weekend. I work out five, six days a week. Like, three packs of bacon along with pork chops and pork ribs. <laughs> Out of control. Yeah, we the had fact our pork. that you didn't have a stroke or a heart attack in those weekends mm-hmm. with all that sodium we were packing in. We didn't always have beef, but we always had pork and chicken. Every trailer. That's true. We had rice. We had French fries. Oh, always had some French fries. Always had the cookies or the the donuts. The donut mm-hmm. holes. The donut holes. Oh, we went Which probably that. the first thing that used to get cracked when we used to come in the trailer. Because we'd be, yeah, because we'd be in the bed. It'd be right after we got round one in and mm-hmm. we'd be a little hungry. Mm-hmm. And then donut holes was perfect mm-hmm. to just be like, think, think. Because that was the other thing. So, you know, of course, everybody knows what we're going to trailer to do. There's no secret. We was going to get it in. But, of course, whenever we get there, well, I mean, not all the time, but there'd be a lot of times where you just, like, you want to catch up. You want to talk. It's not just, and plus your nerves and your emotions have been so up and down. It's hard to just be like, yeah, let's get right into it. So we'd have, like, moments where we're just kind of like, they would always do this, like, he'd take this deep breath. He'd sit down finally or wherever it was, and he would just take this big breath where his chest would go. I would see your chest go up, and you close your eyes, and you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you would just sit there with your eyes closed for a few minutes. Like, I think letting your ears get used to the silence and the quiet, and you would just keep saying, like, it's so quiet out mm-hmm. here. You always would say that. Yeah, because there's constant noise in the cell blocks. Mm-hmm. Every time there's just a constant white noise. There's conversations. There's 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 doors slamming there's people slamming phones down there's people arguing whether it be with each other or their girl it's just constant noise mm-hmm. tv's on radio's on it's just showers going it's just all the time so i just got out of the trailer and sit out there because nine times out of ten they were in the remote area of the institution so i used to get out there and it used to be so quiet mm-hmm. and we used to just like damn hey it's quiet like so i never quiet. get this yeah i was weird it that. did. It did seem more quiet there because uh, every prison is always back in some woods. It's never like, except Monroe. I think Monroe was the most. Yeah, it was next to civilized. A school, as a matter of fact. Yeah, the most close to civilization. But everywhere else, you're always back off off the beaten path, like way back there. And so you would see the deer. The deer would be out there. You'd see the eagles or the hawks flying around. Mm-hmm. And then because you're out in kind of the country, it always seemed more quiet. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like. We were always off in our own little, our own little place. Except for was it Shelton that had the the um, the shooting range? 
It was Shelton and Cedar Creek, I think. Yes. Because we always hear shooting yes. in the distance. And the first time I heard that, it made me scared. I was like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah, and then we busting. were told that there's a shooting range along the way. Yeah, they was busting. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> they just be out there shooting it up. It's like, what yeah. is going on over here? Yeah. Prison. Remember the deer at Cedar Creek? Yeah, the deer like cheesecake. So there was all these deer, because like I said, we we're in the middle of the woods. Cedar Creek was in a, basically a national forest. Mm-hmm. And um, tons of wildlife out there. But the deer, was bas- they basically thought they were humans. Mm-hmm. They, would, they were not scared. They were very domesticated. And they would come up to the fences at the trailers and I was trying to throw them lettuce. I'm thinking, oh, let me give them lettuce. Like, that's their animals. These animals looked at my lettuce like it was trash and just left it there. And we over here squeezing pieces of cheesecake through the fence. And they just eating it up. They tearing it up. Tearing up the cheesecake. The babies coming out the woods. Mama letting us feed the babies. Like, she just like, go ahead and get your piece, baby. Smacking. <laughs> Damn. We feeding the, the deers out there. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I forgot about a lot of that stuff. There has been there was a couple couples that we went we planned out on purpose and we'd go out there together and mm-hmm. we did like we ate with them. Yeah, we would cook barbecue have brunch or whatever as a couple. Barbecue. There was only a few institutions that would let you do that. Mm-hmm. Um and really you're not supposed to, but you know, they were so we were kind of so far away from everything they didn't really check really yeah. trip too much. And then the other part that I thought was always cool about trailer is because it's it, in some form you're behind the wall. You're able to see more than you normally get to see. Mm-hmm. And so I always would get to see the guys walking and you'd be able to show me like, oh yeah, they're going to chow or oh, that's where they're coming out back from work mm-hmm. or, you know, that was always fun. Remember when you seen all those dudes standing down there and you was like, what are they doing? I was like, that's a, that's a mural. Shut up. That's I a mural, babe. That's... She, she's looking like, what are they doing standing so down there? <laughs> what, what's that building? I was like, that's a mural. <sighs> I can't stand you. First of all, don't do me. Oh, my God. I couldn't tell. I didn't have my glasses on, and it was far away. <laughs> but at that particular institution, remember where I used to go to the gate, and then you could see the guy as a child? You yeah, we'd stand on the him. table. I would get to stand on the table and see. I could look over the fence. And he would see his guys out there, and then they'd be talking like they'd yeah. send little messages to me or whatever and say yeah. stuff. And it was always fun because, you know, anytime a girl is around, they want to put on. They always got to put on, 100%. and it would be just funny. 100%. It's like, look at this fool. <laughs> <sighs> it was always a good time. Yeah, I remember, like, that was the only time I could, like I said, I, I, used, I made sure I wanted to be a husband. And it's the only time I could. So any opportunity I can get to surprise her in the trailer and just be normal, um, I took the opportunity because, like, it was oh good to see Oh, my God, you guys. One time he sent me on a scavenger hunt. Was it for my birthday? It was for your birthday. He sent yeah. me on a scavenger hunt in the trailer. In his little-ass trailer. It was four clues. Super and I helped small trailer. It was, like, two-bedroom trailer. <laughs> And he made clues and hid them around that I didn't even find. I mean, I didn't even what didn't even peep it. And he made these clues, and I I found it led to my gift mm-hmm. that he got me. Which mm-hmm. was that the um that's that the wazoo, the wazoo thing. Yeah, it was so cute because for one, the one of the clues I could not get the clue. <laughs> you was laughing so hard, and you kept trying to read it. And I'm just like, listen, you need to focus. The sad part about it is the trailer was so small, which you didn't know. <laughs> 
is that where clue number two was in that mm-hmm. drawer, yeah. I that's where I put the present. So after you found clue number two and went outside for clue number three, yeah. I went in and put the... <laughs> that's how no small it was up in this place. Like, I couldn't hide it nowhere else. It was so sweet. It was so cute, babe. Okay, but the best gift that he brought me a drink. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him. Was my gift wrapped... My <laughs> Tell him. Tell him what it is. He got me a dick in the box. <laughs> so check this out. <laughs> Shout out to my dude, D. Handsome. Oh, wait. Wait, you got to yeah, explain why you're giving D. Handsome a shout out. Shit, he yeah, shout out to my that. dude, D. Handsome. Shout out to my dude, Chuck. So I'm trying to give my baby some a present. For Christmas. And I said, I want to present it. I, you know, I want to present it in a way like I would at home. I think and so, this was our trailer that we got actually on Christmas Day. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so my dude Chuck so gave funny. me a suggestion, and I was like, "Bet I'm running with it, right?" So the suggestion was, he was like, "You should take the box and gift wrapped it." Now, at, during Christmas time, every the, some of the units used to take Christmas tree and put little fake gifts up under there. So I ended up stealing one of the gifts, taking it back to the room, and it was about a box. It was about <laughs> <laughs> it was about a box that long, and so. I ended up getting a hole cut in it. That's what D. Hansel came in. You know, I'm a little artist partner. I said, I need a perfect hole. And so then I wanted to put the hole in. He put the hole in the box and I was going to get butt naked. Not was going to. He did. Well, I did. But at the time I'm telling him, I said, I'm going to get butt naked. And then I'm going to put I'm gonna put my dick in the box and I'm just going to walk out with it. And the, and the box going to be sitting straight up. It ain't going to be hanging out. It's going to be straight up. Right. So my man's is like, so what did I do with me? I said, I need you to cut a hole in this box. I said, I got to get in the shower. This is, I almost try to need you to cut a hole in this box. It took him 10 minutes to ask me, what size hole? And I, so I had, I had to go show him a size hole to put the box. And so then he made the hole and it was a little bit too small. I looked at it and I was like, no, nah, I need it bigger. And he was like, man, come on. Like, Because now in his mind, he got to know how big more, all that. So he was tripping. He was tripping, but he did. Shout oh, out to him. He cut, he cut it up, and when I got out of the shower, I That's gift wrapped funny. it. Then I had to smuggle it out there. So I ended up putting it in. Smuggle it. Yeah, I, I ended up wrapping it, but then flattening it. That's right. And then putting it in I my socks now. and stuff like that. I forgot about that. Damn. So then, boom, we get the trailer. It's Christmas Day. Kansas in the uh, kitchen. I think she's already preparing dinner because mm-hmm. we had put the food up. Mm-hmm. And I went in the bathroom, took a shower, and came out with nothing on but that box, y'all. He was all lotioned up. Yeah, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That was dope. I was I just remember turning around, and I looked at him like, what? Because he was just naked. And the hands was on the hips, too, just so you know. And the hands was on the hips. The hands was on the hips. So I'm like, what? And then I looked down, and I just fell out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to be able to do something for my wife that I would do when I was at home. So I tried you to put t- your dick in the box since you've been home. I already did that. <laughs> been there, done that. We gotta move on to something else. <laughs> but I wanted to do something that that I would do at home, and I I, I try to take every opportunity I could. That it wasn't was a lot of them, but that know, was a good one. That was fun though. That was so much fun. Your reaction was probably excuse I'm me, priceless. Think, did I ever surprise you? I don't know if I... I remember when I came out the shower and you were sitting in that lingerie. Oh, in Monroe yeah, I did bring... With them, with them heels. Oh! Yeah, the black. I forgot about that. I ain't. 
I wasn't. And you sitting on the side. You sitting on the side with the side of the bed with your legs crossed. I was like, oh shit. I remember because I had those heels that you um could lace up your legs. Yes. Tie up. Yes. I think those are the only time I ever wore those shoes. You still got those? No. They Mm. literally. No, I wore them. Remember, I wore them to um Stanley and Seaforts. When you got your promotion, you and them shoes fell apart. You did. They were so old. I had to walk you back to the truck, then go across the street, get the truck. Because <laughs> the shoe was up. falling apart. I literally wore those shoes one time and probably have had them like 15 years. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> they were like, no, man. Forgot about that, too. Yeah. But yeah, man. We had a lot of good memories. A lot that. of good memories. We never could seem to finish a movie in the first take. Like, no. We either fell asleep or just couldn't. Tell them what else. <laughs> Tell them what else Because this is where we're out of pocket Y'all know we started Hotel Rwanda over like four times <laughs> How you get it on to Hotel Rwanda? Listen, Hotel Rwanda's <laughs> on And I'm looking at her like, let's go One time we was on the floor <laughs> under the TV I'm looking up like <laughs> like, there's nothing sexy about Hotel Rwanda. It's Rwanda's. not. Anybody had to do that. I was not get through that movie I was not paying attention to them damn people <laughs> I wasn't uh, I was paying attention to you and I was trying to get no, it in. Okay, this is the other thing he used to do to me. So I'd be in the room cooking. He'd be watching a movie. And I'd just be in there and I'm like, I have heard the same part like three times. Why do I keep hearing the same part of the movie? And he would be rewinding it to see if I would catch on. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm over here just like, you no. know. Y'all, just moving. Y'all know black women in the kitchen. What are you going to hear? You're going to hear that damn grease popping, right? <laughs> so she in there, she frying up some pork chops or something. So the grease popping, the water's running from where she's washing dishes or something like that. And I'm like, there's no way she's listening to this. But she's claiming she is. So I'll rewind it. Yeah, he's trying to test me. And I'm like, she just said that. Why are we swearing hearing that again? You was listening. But oh, trailer. I used to do so much to try to get your attention in that little ass trailer because I just never got your attention enough. Back then, not through, not from your own fault, but just we just didn't get enough time together. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But he wouldn't let nothing like we'd be sitting anywhere. I was sitting, he'd always I'd have to have my leg over him or my arm on him. Like I always was, he always want me touching him or right next to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I rem- I. I rem- I kind of I don't miss it. It's not like we don't touch each other a lot because we do touch each other a lot. But like even now, like we were so excited to be sleeping in the same bed to each- with each other. And now sometimes we're just like, ah, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's hot in here. <sighs> it's too hot to be sleeping together. Are you going downstairs? Who's sleeping downstairs tonight? <laughs> like we're just still trying to figure out this whole that's crazy sleeping in the same bed thing. That's crazy. So interesting. I mean, damn. I'm 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 literally thinking about stuff I haven't thought about in a while. In so long. I know. I swear, like, these episodes bring up a lot. And then after they're over and I'm editing them and watching them again, it's just like, oh, my God. Because other things will come up that will come up. Oh, so, so you have the same effect. Mm-hmm. It's always been like, or the last few, I've just been like, damn. I forgot, like, how that affected us or how that made me feel or I hadn't even thought about it in so long mm-hmm. that it just was something you push out of your mind but you push it out of your mind but at, at the time it was a huge part of your life yeah. and then for it to not be it's just so interesting yeah that's crazy so crazy man yeah that that was something that like she said it's a game change it was a game changer for the way we did time mm-hmm. and I think it was a game changer for the way we felt about each other um, it brought a new element of anticipation versus just a visiting room mm-hmm. you know where 
you can only kiss for four seconds and kiss and hug for four seconds. Yeah, both together yeah. total. Yeah, so I mean, which is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. It was just also very inhumane, and I get it. You don't want folks making out, but I also got to tell you, you weren't stopping that. People were still making out. Yeah, people were doing their thing. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like you have people that have literally spent the day to try to get to their loved one. And you're just you're gonna tell the mom that she can't hug her son mm-hmm. that she hasn't seen in five years for whatever reason, and she can't hug him for more than four seconds. Just like you're gonna tell the wife that she can't hug or kiss her husband. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we had said we we did everything to try to get little pieces of intimacy before we had trailers. Like, mm-hmm. There was times you could walk around and hold hands, so that was that part. Then they cut that down. You could walk down. real close, and then they stopped that. Just going up to the vending machine or something together allowed me to just cup her butt. Sometimes they stopped that. Some institutions would let you both go. Other times only he could go or mm-hmm. only I could go. Sometimes we couldn't go to the microwave together. So there was always so much separation in our together time. Yeah. That the EFV was our f- the final the first time that they didn't get to tell us no about anything. Didn't get to monitor anything. Yeah. No monitoring, and yeah. he would always say that like, "Okay, I'm gonna get your ass in that trailer. Ain't no monitors in there." <laughs> <laughs> he like keep yeah. on acting up. Ain't no monitors in that trailer. <laughs> yeah, that was dope. That was dope. I man. know, man. Just the I just not that I'm not excited all the time. That was a different kind of excitement, yeah, though. Yeah. It was such anticipation. a... Anticipation. Yeah. yeah. I, sometimes I miss the anticipation. Not that... Like, like again, my life is great, so it's not like I'm not happy or not... I don't have things to look forward to. That just was a different type. I feel you, babe. I know where you're coming from. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Life don't hand you that, that great anticipation on an everyday basis. Like, you know? And... Yeah, we, we really wanted to be with each other for honorable reasons, and we just yeah, there was to it. it was never like we didn't have to be in trailer worried about them coming to scoop us up because you know I done snuck something in or mm-hmm. like that we were scared about that being taken away. It was like we could just be there and be with each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you, we would have we'd have the guests we knew next door that was doing stuff they wasn't supposed to do and. In a way, kind of being like, Lord, please don't let us get wrapped up into that mess somehow. Because it was always like our whole prison time, anytime something bad happened, it normally was not our fault. Mm -hmm. It was because of other people's doing stuff Mm -hmm. that we'd get punished for it, you know? Every time. Every time. So that was always the worries. Like, what are you what are you about to do? Don't do that over here by me. (laughs) Being in proximity of knuckleheads, man, I'll tell you. So I will say, though, like, so once I would get home from trailer, my first thing was getting everything, put everything up in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. And I would either get in the shower if we if I didn't that morning. But typically we showered before we left. Mm-hmm. And I would probably get in the bed. I'd either go pick up Chloe, if I depending on if I had to get her that day or the next. And then I would get home, put everything up, and then I would get in the bed for the rest of the day because I'd remember. be so exhausted even though it was just so much emotions, it was emotional exhaustion. Now we used to most like usually we left trailer on a Sunday because usually we went out there on a Friday. Didn't you usually take Monday off? From Sometimes work? I would take yeah. Monday off. Yeah, yeah. because um, yeah, you, I just I would need it to just recoup. You know, we're hanging out and we're up all night long a lot of the times and just taking naps and stuff and not really sleeping. Sleeping, we're just 
trying to and this guy because he would be so like remember you'd always be like I don't want to I'm, I'm going to miss it I'm afraid I'm going to miss it and so he wouldn't sleep at all Yeah, he the would stay up for two up days two like the days. first probably two years of trailer he'd barely ever sleep and then it would be like okay but now you're kind of being a butthead at the end of the day because you're tired you need to take I'm a nap cranky. <laughs> you're cranky so <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna cranky. need you to stop going to sleep but yeah that's how it was because <laughs> anytime, anytime at that time when I did go to sleep like you say I would just fall asleep but usually it would be like 20-30 minutes and then something wake me up and then I'm like mad because I did fall asleep but those chunks of hours it's just it was too much when I you know. got 48 hours and that's all you got and eight of them you're sleeping yeah 16 of them you're sleeping yeah, i can't it, i wasn't about to do that but you started to realize that we had way more fun when we both got rest together mm-hmm. and i had to tell him like part of this for me is being able to sleep with my husband and i don't ever get that so you being up all night and then me being in the room sleep that's not what I came here for. Mm. Like, we are supposed to be sleeping together. And then finally, when we figured out the whole TV situation and moved the bed, just started moving the bed, because they only put one TV in the whole place. And it's never in the bedroom where you're, like, trying to do both things. That's why I was working so damn hard before you got in the trailer, because I had to clean it up before I could move the bed into the living room, get all the living room furniture out the way, move the bed in there, and the box spring, and then make it up. It It was a trip. Uh, but that that was uh that was our living room slash bedroom for two days. For is that, two days. that that bed in front of the TV, close proximity to the kitchen, and we would just parlay. We would just be snacking. That we literally would get up to snack, go to the bathroom, shower. Yeah, that was a compromise. So then you can go to sleep, <laughs> and I can still be there with you. Exactly. If I wasn't sleeping, but damn. And then I remember a few times like we could just go outside. Remember we'd go outside at nighttime just because we could, mm-hmm. and it would be dark outside, and and I'd be like, I haven't been outside with you in the dark for years. Like mm-hmm. little things like that you don't even think about, but like being outside with your man in the dark is so it's crazy. <laughs> such a normal thing that is such a like oh my god. Yeah, nobody thinks about that. So we're saying that because you know you go to when you go to visit, you're in a visiting room. She leaves the visiting room, goes out one door, I go out another door. So we're not we're not with each other. Never outside together. Not, never outside. Never. So Cedar Creek was actually the only visiting room we experience we ever had where we could sit outside during visit. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else, you always had to be indoors. So there was one time at Stafford Creek that they had like the Christmas carolers come. And mm. they let us go outside together and watch the Christmas that. carolers. Other than that, in those 20-something years, me and him never were outside together, especially not out outside in the dark. Mm-hmm. Well, just never outside together, period. Yeah. So those little things, I remember remembering how important, like, how special that was or how, like, oh, my God, we've never done that before. Yeah. We'd be out there. we watch sunsets. Yeah. we look at stars. we just be out there talking sometimes. we just never We'd be out there, there talking for hours, remember? Mm-hmm. We would be talking about kids and, like, how we were wanting our lives to be, like, the cars we were going to drive. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about everything. We did. We did. We had so many plans. I appreciate God for giving us that space and time. I do, too. Seriously. I really do. Because we've always been really close, but those, I think, just helped us really solidify just our our union mm-hmm. with each other and realizing like no that he really really he really fucks with me and I'm really fucking with him like this is not just no for the time being thing oh yeah like we're really really in this 100% yeah making yeah. 
plans for the future. And then now to look back at all those things we talked about and how many of them we've surpassed or that aren't even in a, are, aren't even a part of our lives. And we're like, why would we have ever wanted that? Yeah. <laughs> we thought that's what we wanted. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow, babe. We came through. You guys, I hope this is not too many of those like long wows with the long pause after them because this is literally bringing up stuff that I don't think I've thought yeah, about in not, so long. It's not normal conversation, so yeah. I don't even know how how useful and how enjoying this will be for y'all, but it definitely is like this has been a therapy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I just felt like we were in a good flow and we were talking about it. I don't even know if we've answered all of the intricate details because we got so situational. Yeah, it's it. yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Like we're gonna go home tonight and think about stuff that from trailer that we just haven't thought about for years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've literally been trying to run down every institution that we've been at and different stuff that's happened. But yeah. do you remember that one time when it was we got New Year's Eve? And we had played a game. We were trying to play this game where we weren't gonna we weren't gonna succumb to our carnal needs until, until after midnight. midnight. I think checking was at like three. <laughs> that was the second trailer that we had. That was that was the second trailer. So just to give you an idea how long it is, like we had August thirty first, and then our next trailer was December thirty first. December thirty first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how long we had to wait in between. But yeah, that was fun. That was actually fun. <laughs> Just, I remember I excited you were because you kept dancing. Oh, yeah, because it was New Year's. So, we were, yeah, you never really, you kept saying, like, you were like, oh, oh, okay. I was sitting in the chair like, what is, what's going on? Did, did you take something? Because you no, was just. I was like, having you, a good time, but he never got to see me like that. Yeah. That was, that was, that was interesting because you were so shocked. Like, who is this girl? And I'm like, I'm always like this. But as much as we spent time together. You never saw me in that element mm-hmm. because it was always a visiting room. Yeah. Where could I have danced and sang? Yeah. And now I dance. He sees now that I dance and sing all the time. That's just what hey, I do. There no music. There would never be no music. It's always the music in my head, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a song going in my head every time. Very true. But uh, <laughs> that was a good one because we had that was a that was a big trailer. It was like three bedrooms, two baths, had a long hallway, and we was just we felt like king queen over that joint, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> we did but yeah that was fun that was fun it was good times babe yeah I'm glad we did those together and we made it through we did we did like God saw an opportunity for us to be able to get those and the stars aligned yeah he definitely hit this up because we did not go about it the traditional way we mm-hmm. did not go about it the way most do but we made it happen. Yeah, we made it happen for <laughs> sure, for sure. So, you guys, I appreciate y'all for sticking around for this one. This is, like I said, this is going to be kind of a different, I feel like a different episode because I don't really know that we, I don't know what focus we really went on on this, on this one. Please leave questions. If we left gaps, let us know in the bot in the description, I'm sorry, in the comment section because um, we'll, I would love to fill those in for you guys because I realize a lot of times during the editing that it's like, wait, what? You didn't answer that question or yeah. you need to go back and fill that in. So, Please let us know. Before we let you go, though, ask the people. Ask the people? Why are they not subscribed? Why the fuck y'all ain't subscribed? What the fuck is wrong with y'all, man? This is the Relationship and Reentry Podcast. Mm. Mm -hmm. Giving not only knowledge, but we entertaining. Entertaining. And making sure that you guys who are participating in this life are fulfilled and know that you're not alone. Why the hell... Aren't you subscribed? I don't know, babe. They're Hit tripping. the button. 
Hit Damn. the button. <laughs> I am not playing with these people. Hit the button, man. Hit the button. We are on the road to 10K, y'all. We're close to five. We're trying to get to 10. Help us out. We'd yeah. love for y'all to share this podcast out with anybody that you know is going through it. Come through it. Just in a relationship, black love, anything of those nature. We'd love to shoot, of course. You know, uh, I believe that's a lot. That's lost a lot. A lot of times, these relationships, you know, that both of you guys together can be empowered. Um, but yeah, like you said, you don't know if we hit the hit the issues. But to tell you the <laughs> truth, everything we talked about was relationship and just showing how those those trailer visits really helped us in the long run. Mm -hmm. It helped us do the time. It helped us see certain things about cohabitating together, mm -hmm. you know, because we discussed that a lot a when we lot. was in trailer about, oh, you do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, you do this? And it wasn't necessarily 100% surprise when I came home. So the relationship reentry part is definitely covered in this discussion. So, but if y'all have particular questions and whatnot that you want to ask, just shoot them to us and we'll make sure we cover that for you. Otherwise, we will be back next Thursday with another tantalating, titillating, scintillating <laughs> episode. Uh, I hope so. We don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> the goal. That's the goal. Um, but until then, y'all, we appreciate you for coming. Please continue to come. Please, like I said, continue to like, comment, and share. And let us know if there's other things you want us to talk about. We love doing the ice grills with you guys. So keep those questions rolling. But like I said, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and all due respect. Thank you for letting us binge you. Thank you. Thanks, y'all. Right. Bye. Peace.